1: Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash filings.
0: Here we go. Here we go. Here we
1: go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow.
2: I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Uh, Is this, we're doing a Keegan episode now, right?
1: This is a Keegan episode, I was just about to say that. Are you prepared mentally for that, Sam?
2: I'm sorry, it's just that I I have prepared mentally, but as you know, I've had a strange morning with lots of things, surprises (laughs) getting in the way of us recording this so far. Surprises are uh, nice sometimes. I had to have a sanity audit from the shrink who called me. A sanity audit? I think it was a sanity audit. Basically the shrink called up and I'd forgotten Ooh. that he was supposed to be calling. It, I think it was in yeah. my diary, but you know, I'm not an organised man. So suddenly you're having what is effectively down the blower a sanity audit. How have mm. you been feeling? What? Hey? Uh yeah, all right, I suppose. You know, same <laughs> as always, really.
1: What's this about? What well, you care?
2: Yeah, well am I <laughs> having to do pay for you? this? Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mind your own business. Um but also I've had a interesting interaction with my mother this morning because um, I do a West Ham podcast for The Athletic and during yeah. lockdown we've been trying to do interviews with former players, you know, club legends as you call them. And, mm. uh, you know, we've got some decent ones. But I remembered, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, that uh, my mum has got a picture on the fridge of her with Bobby Zamora. My mum knows nothing about football, despite the <laughs> fact having four football fanatic sons, right? Um, I found I, I, I mes-
1: I s- I myself thinking about your mum the other night, but we'll come on to that oh, later. No. On. I, said to her, <laughs>
2: I, I said, what the fuck's this? This is a picture of, uh, of you and Bobby Zamora. She went, oh, that's right, yeah, Bobby. And I was like, Bobby fucking Zamora. She went, yes, he's a footballer. I said, I fucking know that. Yeah. I said, he's a, he played for West Ham. He scored our fucking playoff final winner, right? And she went, oh, yes. Yes, I think he said something about playing for West Ham, right? So, anyway, <laughs> it's really weird. And she thinks she's got a celebrity mate. So, she's got this fucking big picture, much bigger of the picture she has of me or any of my brothers up on yeah. her fridge. Of her with a bloke. She doesn't really know who he is, but she gets the sense he's famous. Anyway, we were trying to get these club legends... And I suddenly thought, I've got a few, and I suddenly thought, God, Bobby Zamora would be great. Fucking hell, I just remembered. My mum knows Bobby Zamora. The reason she knows him is that he's sort of a distant relative. He's married to her cousin's kid, right? Right.
1: Right. <laughs> and so
2: she's met him at weddings and other family events, right? <laughs> Bobby. And yeah. and so yeah, whatever. So I so I you know, I'm calling him a relative of mine, really, mm. on that basis. I think that's legit, you are. right? Yeah. And um, so I've said, Mum, can you try and get get Bobby Zamora onto my West Ham podcast (laughs) now? Yeah. And she said, all right. So she's gone through this elaborate process where she's emailed. uh, She's called her cousin. Her cousin's husband has said, right, send over Sam's email. I'll forward it to Bobby and Bobby will get in touch with Sam directly. And I thought yeah I've heard that one before, right? so I've sent my mum the fucking email about yeah. six weeks ago. I've never heard from him, so I've Nothing. written it off, thinking he's looked at that and thought, fuck that right Fair enough.
1: <laughs> it was his fucking chancer
2: she's gone to me' the fuck's a yeah, who's his chance of pretending he's a relative of mine, right? <laughs> my mum's gone today. Oh, I've just had that Bobby has tried to contact you several times but no response, right? Oh! So I've checked my spam and all that, nothing. So I've gone, Mum, did you give him the right address, right? She's gone, yeah. I've gone, are you sure? I've sent her my address again, right? She's gone, Mm. yeah, yeah. And I've gone, okay, that's definitely it, yeah. And I've looked, I thought, she's made a fuck up here. And I know that in this particular email address I sent her, it has my middle initial in it. Right, right. And I thought she doesn't know how to copy and paste, so she's literally glanced at the email address, missed <laughs> the fact that I've put in my middle initial, right? Yeah. And it's just written down, "Oh, that'll do." Because that's why I'm saying. Oh, right, I'll so, I mean, that'll do. It's more or less right. It's It'll work it out. Yeah. Is that exactly. work? the lady at email dot com. <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: The internet dot com.
2: So I've gone. I'm getting really wound up about this. I love Bobby some more, and I thought I look like a cunt now. He's been. He's yeah. gone out of his way to make contact with me, right? And he looks, and it looks like I'm fucking ghosting him. So I'm fuming. I've gone, Mum. Did you put in my middle name, my middle initial? She went. You're what? I've gone. <laughs> You've it's got, got a, what? a B in the middle of my email address, right? I said so. You got to, you got to make sure that's in there. Maybe he forgot. I wasn't pointing the finger at her yet, right? I said maybe yep. he missed out the B. I and I, now for, at this point, I'm going to just switch to reading out the WhatsApp message exchange I've had with my All mum right. this morning, which goes okay. like this: I have checked my inbox and spam; nothing's there. Maybe he is including the B. A lot of people miss that, and she hasn't responded. And I thought, aye, aye, something's dawning on her. Ear. So I've written. B is the initial of my middle name, which is Brendan, (laughs) right? Here's the response she sent to me at 9.44 a.m. Yes, I think I may have left the B out. I have sent a message to Ted. Ted is Bobby's father-in-law. To that effect. And of course I know B is for Brendan, you cunt. I named you. (laughs) Kiss, kiss. That's it.
1: Oh, get in there <laughs> Bang She's
2: fucking done me She has It's the kiss kiss that all... I like yeah. Of course I know B is for Brendan fucking You fucking kiss <laughs> I named you kiss fucking kiss dickhead <laughs> Fantastic <laughs> I'll give you a fucking kiss Next time I see you Fucking Glasgow kiss <laughs> So between having so now, the shrink on the line and my mum fucking sending me abusive messages, it's been a bit of a morning.
1: It's been quite a morning. Yeah, I found myself thinking about your mum the other night. I was watching uh, I was watching that Talking Pictures TV channel that shows all the old films and <laughs> yeah. stuff. And, yeah. But they also show repeats of Sunday Night at the London Palladium. It used to be on ITV yeah. in the 60s and 70s. Uh, and yeah. it was a 1965 one they had, hosted by a very young Jimmy Tarbuck, who was doing his very best to look <laughs> like the Beatles. One of the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. On mob top and everything. But yeah. musical guest on it. Oh, Peter Cook and Dudley Moore was on. That's why I watched it. Oh, wow. Um Which was great. Um But the musical guests were the Searchers. Whoa. And what was the name of the bass player again? Was it Frank? Frankie Allen. Frankie Allen. Frankie Allen. Frankie and Allen on the bass. He,
2: although, although he was just the bassist, he tended to be their front man in interviews and so on because... The um, I can't remember. John McNally, I think, was the lead singer, right? And and was he, he, shy? But he was, yeah, I think he's a bit shy. <laughs> and Frankie is. Frankie likes to live out loud, like me. He lives out so loud. So he, so right. he was always the one. I don't know if they did any chit chat on stage, but if they, they did, didn't it do wouldn't do have been very more. much. Frankie Allen, front centre.
1: He was the official mouthpiece, but yeah, a handsome man as well back then.
2: Very oh, handsome yeah.
1: man. Yeah, yeah, and I, I did yeah. a bit of digging, and apparently Dusty Springfield um, mm. asked Frank Frankie Allen to uh, father a mm. child with her back in the sixties. Fucking hell, really? That's Renown amazing. Lesbian, I'm going to contact renowned my about Renowned lesbian Dusty Springfield, yeah, yeah, according to a story he told once, yeah.
2: Well, listen to the cheekiest thing, I can't remember if i told you, this, that Frankie Allen said once in a press interview, and this is probably right. why my mum's still obsessed with him, and you know, right, <laughs> he comes round for tea with her now, right? They're both yeah. fucking old. He comes round to my mum's little house for tea, and Rod, her osteopath <laughs> husband, yeah. he feels really, I think he probably feels a bit intimidated.
1: Cook-olded almost, you could say
2: he does feel a bit cuckolded and you know their relationship is entirely platonic but Mm. my mum still acts if Frankie Allen's coming round she acts literally as if it's Paul McCartney's coming round in the 60s Mm. like it's not the sort of thing my mum would say well obviously Frankie's coming round so we have to be prepared for paparazzi and a lot of screaming girls (laughs) because that's how my (laughs) mum thinks of, of him right
1: and it's like
2: I think he'll be fine. And, like, okay. she'll be talking about for days in advance of him coming, and she more or less indicates to Rod that she wants him either out of the house or up in his room. Because oh, he's got a little office in his room where he does his work. Yeah.
1: Rod is not allowed to interact with Frankie.
2: She sort of acts a bit like she's a bit embarrassed of Rod because he's not kind of glamorous or showbiz enough, right? Um. <laughs> But anyway the, the thing this is Rod, this is uh, Frankie Allen's power play when my mum was still married to my dad who I don't think was a good husband I think he was I think with, my dad was a bad husband with hindsight with hindsight I mean I wasn't around when they were married but all the evidence suggests he was a bad husband with a capital B and H right so, yeah. but but Frankie was always nice to her. And do you know what he said in an interview when they were famous in the 60s? They said, mm-hmm. do you think you'll ever get married? You're single. And he said, I don't think I'm the marrying sort. I don't think I'd ever get married. But if I did get mm-hmm. married, the only woman I can think of that I would like to marry would be my friend Brenda. But unfortunately, she's already married to our road Whoa. manager. And he said wow. that publicly. Yeah. Wow. And my mum brings that up all the fucking well, time.
1: Not surprising. She probably tells
2: Rod all the time. Yeah. yeah.
1: Boy, I bet that resonated with her at the time. Well, obviously it did because she's still It did. Going on and, about but it.
2: as for my dad, he's never Whew. mentioned it because he was such a bad husband. He would have yeah. either not seen it or probably thought like, fucking good, have <laughs> 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 Fucking one less thing on my plate. <laughs>
1: I've
2: got enough trouble defending myself in court non stop. Wow.
1: What a complicated situation.
2: Yeah, anyway. the Frankie Allen matrix.
1: Yeah, should we do some Kevin Keegan perhaps? Yeah, this we episode? might as well. Where did we leave it? We left it where he was, uh, he wanted to get away and he told Gunther Netter, I want to get away, I don't fit in with this team. I've had what, enough <laughs> of this. And Gun- Gunther Netter said, What if I promised you that I can make it fit together with this team? <laughs> he says, You've got till the end of the season to convince me. I'm going to Nets, said, that's all I need.
2: <laughs> really mysterious.
1: <laughs> he drifted away into the shadows, back, back to his day job of producing the Hamburg magazine,
2: <laughs> of course,
1: which was taking up most of his time.
2: Don't worry, I will consider the end of the season as my, how do you say, print deadline. <laughs> no, it's not a print deadline, forget about
1: that. <laughs> That was a metaphor, Kevin. Do not it, worry it is about a metaphor.
2: it. It helps to focus my mind to think of everything <laughs> <laughs> as the publication of Ina Magazine.
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And then we see a scene uh, where Kevin's making a bit of money on the side doing what's described as autograph hours, which yeah. are... I, don't think we've ever... Well, we, we kind of had these sort of things here before, but not really as widespread as over there, where businesses pay the players to turn up and sign autographs for an hour, and the queues mm. stream out through the door into the street. Um And obviously, the, uh, the businesses get publicity, they get extra customers. And, yeah, uh, but because
2: you turn up to get your get autograph a quid, quid, while you're there, you might pick up a packet of spuds or something.
1: Some tins of paint, a bit of wallpaper or whatever, yeah. So, Maybe
2: a, uh, a, a, some shower fit, some shower fittings.
1: Yeah, a soap tray that's held yeah. onto the wall p- p- with suction pads. One yeah. of them. Yeah, it's
2: the sort of stuff. <laughs> that even if you're just at the counter and what the the table that Kev sits at, they might yeah. have like a little box with some like double A batteries on sale, like a multi pack or, drum,
1: or drumstick lollies.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's sort of thing that you, you you buy. It's an impulse purchase, isn't it? You think, oh, yeah. I'm always going to need some AA batteries and some exactly. drumstick lollies around now, so I might as well grab them while I'm
1: here. They've got inside your mind. That's what they've yeah. done. So Kev's talking about this, and he says, you get paid for meeting people and publicising yourself. It's crazy. It's paid for by the businesses. They pay you. They publicise it, and the kids come to get your autograph. And it doesn't cost the kids anything, obviously. But he's <laughs> kind of thinking, mm, how can we make this so that we charge the kids as well and make it a bit extra which i think is a
2: bit exploitative <laughs> of me by the children ah. why aren't they paying kids, me they're getting time get money they get yeah. pocket money what else are they going to spend it on for pete's sake mm. i've changed this club and this city for the better i've changed their lives forever the least they could do is chuck is me like i don't know 15 Deutschmarks. marks
1: I've been a little bit like the fella in Taxi Driver Where he says Someday a real rain's going to come And wash the scum off the streets And I think that's kind of what I've been You know what I mean
2: I said to the one the other day I said to one of these little kids A a, a little Fraulein. I said to her Are you looking at me? Are you? Well I don't see anybody else here So I guess you must be looking at me Well She was looking at her feet by the end of it I can tell you I made her feel that guilty For not giving me any money
1: I didn't consider cutting my hair like the fella in that film, but, you know, Jane said it wouldn't look very good, so I didn't do it.
2: Get myself a nice curly mohawk, some su- some fancy sunglasses, and one of them army jackets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what else was it he said that I often say, training? That's it, I'm that man who stood up against the scum, the cuds, the dogs, the filth, the shit. That's me. <laughs> but, but in Hamburg...
2: <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, there was a lot of it as well. <laughs> And I'm only a little lad, but I stood up to it. All ah. the shit in the dogs.
1: I think he was a little lad as well, Travis Pickle. <laughs> I, res- <laughs> I understood where he was coming from.
2: <laughs> they probably called him Mighty Mouse. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so again, he's talking about money uh, off screen at this uh, Autograph Hour thing he "It," <laughs> He says, it kept going up, 4,000 marks, which is 1,000 pounds, then 5,000 marks. And I was thinking, who's going to pay that? But they do. They all pay it, and he's he's there, and he's he, there's a kid with a broken leg who's got his leg up on the table, and Kev's signing his his chalk, and then he says, "I did one where I got two and a half thousand pounds for an hour's work. Okay, maybe I stay for a couple hours longer." But he says, "My dad used to work two years for that, twelve fourteen years ago." <laughs> he's always doing that, and he's always comparing where he's come from. And I think that's wonderment. healthy. Yeah, of yeah, course think that's it is. Healthy. Yeah, wonderment I think, where he's I, at. I,
2: I think it's really healthy, and I think, you know, we've said before, some people might say, oh, God, he loves a pound note. But, you know, the thing is, you can't fault him because he is doing that because he's, mm. he thinks, So oh, I could be skint tomorrow. And also, he's, the thing is, he is performing on the pitch. And that's what he says at one point. He goes, people say I spend too much time doing business. He went, but it mm. never affects my performances. And that is what's remarkable, is that he's fucking scoring in every, every
1: fucking game. Yeah, he's an he's a absolute... A freak, isn't he? A one-off. Yeah, he's a freak of nature. Yeah, that's why we love him. (laughs) Jalapeño. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jalapeño. But then he has a little dig at the rest of the German players. He's, he's talking about these hours. He says, I've always got time for the kids. He says, unfortunately, a lot of the German players haven't. They're very arrogant with the kids. <laughs> Ooh. He says, I tell them it's a very important part of your job. They wonder why I get all the autograph hours and they get nothing. Well, mm-hmm. it's obvious, isn't it? Because he's Does a nice Because fucking
2: effort, that's why, yeah.
1: Hans. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm here to wash all the Gruber. scum off the streets, scum like you.
2: Yeah. The, it's amazing the way that football was covered, because the things he says in this, uh, now, even if you said a fraction of it, it would make headlines for days and days and days. You know, yeah. if you were an English player playing abroad, and you even had a hint of a dig at the foreign players in mm. your squad, it would dominate headlines. Hamburg in dressing room countries. bust up. Yeah, I mean something that's great. They're arrogant. Yeah. It would the, the word would be arrogant, and it would be splashed mm-hmm. across probably the front page of a tabloid, not just the back. Mm. But he could say all this to old Brian Moore, and uh, you know, no one batted an eyelid.
1: I wonder what what the word for arrogant is in German.
2: I bet it's fucking long.
1: Oh, there's three to choose from. Hochmutig. Or Überheblich. That feels like the best one, I think. Überheblich, Kiegen. There's actually four. How to say arrogant in German. Four words for arrogant in German. This is why we need to be living there, not here.
2: The interesting thing about... ...Germany is that all these things he's saying may or may not be true, but they all conform to the sort of idea we had of Germans when we were growing up, you know, 70s, 80s. People still thought, maybe it was a hangover from the war, maybe there was some truth in it, that the Germans were arrogant, stern and humourless, right? And... There was something, I was talking about the other day, there's something changed in the German really quickly and radically, and I can't quite pinpoint when, when sort of overnight we went from thinking of Germany as this nation of kind of mulleted, mustachioed, bad-taste, humourless, arrogant bastards, right, yeah. to suddenly a country of open-minded, liberal sophistication, you know, mm. uh, that, and you'd think of it as youthful, exuberant, um, quite artistic and cultural mm. do you know what I mean and it all happened overnight maybe it was,
1: maybe it was when the Berlin Wall came down maybe that well, was well there was a bit a of that but if you
2: think it. of like Italia 90 the German team that beat us then and also even Euro 96 <clears> well you know your, your your memories are of what's his name Moller scoring mm-hmm. the winning penalty and then doing Strutting. that obnoxious celebration right and <laughs> yeah. I think still then I think that there was a World Cup in the naughties. I think it was like 2006 in Germany mm-hmm. and I think Klinsmann was the manager and all those players who, who would go on to be champions like Moller and Schreinsteiger etc they were really young and it was like a reboot of the German team because they'd had some yeah. fallow years and he brought through an entire under-21 team all into the first team. And they did quite well. I think they got to the semi-finals or quarter-finals, yeah. even though they were real, they were kids. And at, at the same time, Berlin sort of became this hipster capital of the world, didn't it? Yeah, right? yeah. So whereas before you thought <laughs> culture of Germany is just like really old-fashioned and weird, it suddenly went completely the other extreme. <laughs> and now, when you meet a German, you they're always full of fun. And they, like, are almost the most liberal people, aren't they? They took over from the Dutch. It's like, yeah. hey, you want to have sex with another guy? That's great. Do it here. That's fine. That's fun. Why not uh, smoke some marijuana? Sorry, I did it Dutch. But actually it became, you would like to smoke some marijuana and perhaps be gender fluid from one moment Is that to the next.
1: The, That's just the wonderful.
2: Things. Wunderbar. <laughs>
1: I don't know, yeah, I think the Berlin club scene is probably key to it all. And um yeah. I don't, know. I, don't but know. I think the
2: football did I think the the, the the idea of the football team going from this horrible, functional, kind of defensive, machine like team of arrogant mm. people who all looked in your in your mind they all looked like Rudy Fuller, right? Every German yeah. player looked like Rudy Fuller. And then suddenly You've got Klinsmann, and then what's his name? The the one at the moment, the world's most metrosexual manager, who always smells, his, touches his balls, and then smells them.
1: Yeah, Yogi Lo.
2: Yeah, Joachim Low. Yeah. Suddenly they're all like that, and everyone's sort of, "Yes, we are the Germans. We are so much fun. Maybe, we are open-minded. Maybe, maybe
1: it's the maybe it's the introduction of German Christmas markets to the UK. Perhaps that was what triggered it."
2: I think that probably made people feel a lot more warmly towards them. Yeah.
1: Mm, well, well, So anyway, Not I, do, I think dive there's, dive there's something in that.
2: I think the way that we saw Germans Uber then here, and the way we see Germans Ooh. now. Did
1: you hear that? What's that? That's that's how you pronounce arrogant in German. Überheblich, überheblich, überheblich.
2: Alafenio. When you were a kid, did you ever um, get? sort of area codes of other parts of the country or sometimes the world, if you are at a friend's house and you were ripping off their parents' phone bill, and just ring them up and shout weird, stupid things down the phone, a random no. number.
1: No.
2: We would do that. No. So in the old days, what we would have done is, if we had access to that sort of thing that you've got there, that German voice machine, mm. we'd have found a German number from, like, a phone book, found out what the code was for, like, fucking Munich right. or something, called up a random number waited for someone to answer and then just pressed that button over and over again. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Until so, they
1: hung up. Just so someone saying seconds. down
2: the phone to them, arrogant, 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 arrogant. (laughs) Until they eventually said, "Fuck it, Al." I just (laughs) sounds like some kids in England dicking about to me (laughs) again. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't got time for this. I've got my wolves to feed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Where were we? I don't know. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, he said players. they're
2: arrogant after doing his sign yeah. in thing at the shop,
1: and he says uh, they wonder why I get all the autograph hours that they get nothing. They must have fucking hated him. Um, and then we see him picking up the uh, the European Footballer of the Year award on the pitch during a Hamburg mm-hmm. match.
2: I got to get that now. Yeah, that's for me, isn't it? Thank you. And he,
1: he talks about he talks about how great he was that season. He's not modest oh, at all. Great. He actually he says the phrase, I played football up until Christmas that even I couldn't believe. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's one of my favourite lines he says in the whole thing. And then he says, and if you're, if you're playing so well, even you can't believe it, then you know you're in trouble.
1: You start to worry. Yeah.
2: You start to worry, that's it. I'm a bit worried, Gene. I'm so, what are you I'm so worried good. about, Kevin? Sit down and calm down. Well, I'm playing so well, it's starting to down. be a bit strange. I don't know what comes over me. I feel like I've been possessed by some sort of footballing spirit.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, he gets his footballer of the year award. Uh, he's been surprising himself, um, and then he, again he talks about his salary again and the money that's guaranteed by Hamburg. And then he says, "I'm really not money minded. I'm really not." Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, won't, it won't last forever. He says, if, "If I had to work it out, I honestly couldn't give you a figure of what I earn in a year, but mm-hmm. I bet you could. I bet you really could, mm-hmm. Kev. I bet you could it's tell a us yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> £280,000, 429 pence.
1: Give or take a couple of quid. I yeah. can't be completely Depends sure. Depends on
2: what the exchange rate is from Deutsche Mark to pound <laughs> sterling. Which fluctuates that one day to the next, to be honest.
1: Right now it is 1.81 marks to the pound. Well, at least it was <laughs> 10 minutes ago. I don't know about it right now. I might have changed. I'm not sure.
2: I says to Gene, I said, go to the market and buy yourself a dress. She came she came <laughs> back with a packet of of double batteries and a drumstick and she gave me the change to be fair to her and she said I don't need dresses but we're always gonna need batteries and that's why I love
1: her. He, he talks a bit more he mentions his contracts and he says my contracts are always spread over five years because Harry, my business manager, always insists on five years. He's got what he calls my five year plan and I just let him get on with it. <laughs> so Harry is the uh, the brains behind all of this. He's a large
2: negotiator, but all he says is, Right. First of all, we need to be tied into this for five years. Um, uh, okay, good. We we just wanted this to be a one-off thing. No, it's five years or nothing. I don't care. If, whatever the money is, that's <coughs> separate. Just make sure that you uh, handcuff us into this deal for five years, no <laughs> matter much, what. How
1: much? Re- how much were you planning to pay Kevin for this endorsement? Well, a hundred thousand marks. Right. Okay. i About twenty thousand marks every year for the next five years. <laughs> That it's way part we of the can plan. spread it. Uh,
2: yeah. Okay, uh, it's I fine. guess, but we might not have anything for him to do. Well, fucking find something for him to do. It next doesn't year matter the year after and for the next five years, and then stop. Right? It doesn't. I know matter. what you're thinking. He... Couple of daft Englishmen just come off the fucking <laughs> boat. Right? No, that's not us. We know what we're doing. We weren't born yesterday. Five years, or you can forget it.
1: <laughs> it doesn't matter if Kevin has to do all the work over the next six months and then nothing else just pay the money over 5 years in instalments <laughs> that's the plan
2: <laughs> it's better well, off in harry, your pocket
1: than ours <laughs> I harry
2: think. is amazing isn't he and i look at it <clears throat> and i just think fucking hell harry. i don't know i want to know the backstory is how harry earned kevin's trust to the yeah. degree that he literally handles all of this shit i don't know what cut he's on but even yeah. if he's only on 10% you know that is a lot of fucking money
1: but Kev as well this is before Harry's actually turned up. Kev's talking about the sponsorship stuff that he does, and he says it's all royalty basis. We don't ask mm. much up front. Yeah. So they all he always wants points, mm. which is the mistake that uh, Alec Guinness made with Star Wars, because he just took mm. a fee. Or oh, was it the other way around? Did he take no, points?
2: No, he, he asked for points in the merchandise.
1: That's right. I knew there was some.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, and it was your likes, of your Luke Skywalker who ended up skinned. They just took a fee for it.
2: Yeah, Mark Hamill just got paid a couple of hundred quid for the first Star that's
1: Wars. Why he was like, desperate for him to come back and do more. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Kev just says we're just going living our lives normally, and we're not extravagant at all. He says we don't live like millionaires, and I don't think anyone who met us in the street would think that we're millionaires. Which is that's yeah, fine, you know. You, you look at the way he conducts himself, and uh, I don't think he. Uh, he doesn't work a millionaire, but I don't know what a millionaire Englishman in Germany in would look days, like in 1979.
2: Well, I would say, hang on a minute, right? He's mo—he's driving a lovely Mercedes around, right?
1: Mm.
2: He has got a beautiful rig with wrought iron gates with double K welded into them, right? He's
1: got massive old English shaped dogs running around.
2: To me, that's millionaire stuff right there. If yeah. I had a gate, if I had a fucking six-foot gates at the front of my garden with SD welded into them, that would be millionaire time, wouldn't it? And then on Uh, top of that, he's on a private jet going over to France to meet the manufacturers of his football boots with Harry. And I think, well, that's pretty millionaire. So, uh, yeah, to be honest, I think that is quite millionaire life. So not that I'm judging for it. I mean, fuck me. I'm all for it. I don't like people who kind of earn loads of money. Like you hear about Benny Hill, you know, Benny Hill made all this money and famously li- lived like a, a, a pauper's lifestyle, didn't he?
1: Yeah, he just had a load of uncashed cheques on his mantelpiece behind his little, his little clock on his mantelpiece when he died because the cheques used to come in he'd just put them there and fucking forget about it because he'd, he'd go out to the shops buy, carry a bag full of tins of beans and loaves of sliced bread and that and go home, watch telly Sounds alright, yeah, doesn't think it? Of the next, Benny Hill rig th-
2: Think of his next sketch idea I just yeah. sit there all day writing down ideas for sketches <laughs> in which I'm chased by girls with big tits. And that, for me, is what this is all about. That's my it's, driving passion. Um, and the money its neither here nor there. I almost don't want the money because, in a way, it sours my art.
1: It's almost the purest life a man can lead. <laughs> He's got his rig. It's very simple, but he has access... To being chased by women with big tits, for his job,
2: <laughs> he can create that at will. He sits there he with a blank sheet of paper, right, and he just each day. Sometimes he doesn't even write it down. He just draws a picture,
0: Some like t- an illustration
2: of how he wants it to play out, and then he sends that off in the post to the head of ITV, and yeah. and and and, and, a, and with a note underneath that just says, "Make it so." <laughs> yours Benny <laughs> <laughs> here is a picture of me dressed inexplicably as a milkman Milkman yeah. being chased by some large breasted women where a They're small bald man next to me whose, whose head I occasionally slap <clears throat> make it so
1: yours it Benny so. and they did for years yeah, and years and years so. and of course massive in Germany Benny Hill massive yeah, in Germany not
2: surprised
1: yeah it's that kind of thing isn't it uh, we'll leave it there because Harry's about to turn up and we've hinted at Harry we'll have more of Harry and the uh, the trip to Nantes the business Bengali was. the business Bengali and the private jet and everything in the next <laughs> episode uh, there you go oh, you've enjoyed make it make sure you watch uh,
2: it I believe it's available for um, it's, should have mentioned it will that. expire soon on ITV no it's actually it's,
1: someone Someone yeah. has put it up on the internet on the Daily Motion yeah. website.
2: I don't know whether um, or not that's that's legal, but it's done now, so I don't think you'll cul- well cope if you it's go and there. make the most of it.
1: It might last. It might get taken down. Who knows? But that's where it is, and there's a link to it on our Twitter.
2: Check it out. It's uh, well worth it. Another thing that I've been meaning to say on all of our podcasts is sign up to our newsletter. I think we've got about three and a half thousand subscribers Ooh. to it, uh, yeah. which is great, but you know you should get more because so many of the things that we talk about on this podcast um are in the. you know so whether it's a video clip or a book or a record or or anything that we've been talking about um Find on the podcast you will get that in the newsletter every week and loads more besides you often get sort of heads up about new merch and discounts and stuff like that so if you go to com, you can sign up to the newsletter there dead easy it's free and you can unsubscribe whenever you want So get involved, dickheads, because it's fucking fucking amazing. Yeah,
1: Yeah. you've been told, piss off.
2: Yeah, do one.